Thanks for joining us and welcome to Activate Your Health. I'm Josh. And I'm Kayla. And we're back again to discuss all things health here in Allen County. From the fun to the serious, we discuss health-related issues that affect people that live, learn, work, worship, and play in our county. So thanks again for joining us on what is hopefully a beautiful day here in Allen County. We have a great episode planned for today. First, we'll be discussing some practicing of self-care. What is self-care and all of those items that potentially you could be doing to improve your self-care. We'll discuss those. Then we're also going to be joined today by Dr. Jane Wood, the president of Bluffton University, to discuss what's happening in Bluffton and how you can be involved with what they are doing for our community and beyond. And then, of course, as we always do, we'll wrap up with some upcoming events because there's always great things going on and things that you can do. There sure is. Allen County is a chock full of happenings that are fun for you and your family to, to get outside, get active and be engaged in your community. But we want to start off talking about self-care. Self-care is a phrase that we hear a lot of, and I think it can be a little confusing for people. Mm -hmm. So let's start off telling people what self-care is. Self-care is a crucial part of your overall wellness, and it really, like I said, means different things to different people. But it refers to the intentional actions that a person takes in order to ensure their personal well-being and health. So this applies not only when we're dealing with stress or anxiety, this also applies throughout a person's day as they work, face family challenges, manage time and stress as well. And self-care really encompasses all the activities that we do that are good for ourselves. So there's really five common types of self-care. So those are physical self-care. Obviously, that means fitness and getting out and enjoying some of those activities and being out and about and being physically active. Mental self-care, looking at how you relax mentally, how you reduce your negative emotions that often come with anxiety. Your social self-care, having a good support of network and friends, something that you can always turn to when the day is rough and anxiety starts to creep in. If you have a good social network around you, which can include pets, mm -hmm. right, that we can rely on when times are a little bit challenging. Spiritual self-care, practicing some sort of spiritual practice. This can be whatever spirituality or whatever spiritual focus you have, but this would also be yoga. And this could also be centering yourself with other materials as well. And then we have emotional self-care. So this is type of self-care based on the idea that emotions affect your physical well-being. So you should learn how to deal with negative feelings in a healthy way, which will lead to less anger and guilt, etc. Now, easier said than done yes, on each of those. <laughs> but when we look at those five physical, mental, social, spiritual, and emotional self-care, you know, that can feel overwhelming. You're like, what am I going to do to kind of take care of all five of those areas of myself? But we have some nice tips, some common types of self-care and suggestions that we have for you. Because really, self-care is something that you need to make a priority every day. It's something you need to carve out some time for throughout your day to make it a regular routine, something that becomes a habit. It's not easy, but it's very important. So uh, many of these suggested types of self-care that we're going to talk about will impact those five areas or different types of self-care. So you can get a lot of bang for your buck in some of these tips. But the first thing that I want to suggest is to regularly exercise. Being physically active has so many overall health benefits from your physical to your mental health. So make sure that you're being active whether that's outside, inside, at home, at a fitness club, wherever you can be active, be active. Make sure you're spending quality time with people that you care about and loved one. That's another great tip. A third one would be practice that spirituality that Kayla talked about in some form or fashion, be it meditating. If it's going to church, great. If it's just taking some time in nature, that can work for a lot of people. 
Another tip would be listen to your body's needs. If you're tired, take a nap. If you're having some stress, don't just pretend that you're not being stressed out and pretend that nothing's the matter. Take a time to address those issues. Another one would be to eat right. Once again, a challenge, but the better we eat, the better that our physical health is, the more apt and prepared we are to handle whatever other stresses that our body, mind, and spirit take on. A big tip that I know is a challenge for a lot of people, but take time off from technology. Social media is not helping your health whatsoever. So take a break, put down the phone, and disconnect. I know that's hard, but yes, something people need to do. Very challenging. And while you're disconnecting, you should be talking to yourself in a positive way. So practicing positive self-talk is a great thing to be able to incorporate into your life. It's sometimes challenging for us to think about ourselves in a positive manner, especially if we're having a bad day or we've done things that we don't think are productive. But it's really great for us to be able to be positive to ourselves. And that also means we can be positive to others. Practicing hygiene, brushing your teeth, getting dressed, those things really add a lot to your day, whether they be very simple tasks that we take for granted, they're part of our routine. But really, when you're getting dressed, putting on a fresh pair of clothes, getting a shower, you just feel a lot better about yourself. Now, I will say for some people, maybe taking a break from, you know, the hygiene on the weekend might be your form of self-care. If you are a busy person running ragged, Maybe you do not want to do your makeup on Saturday morning. Maybe you don't want to do your hair. You want to put on some sweatpants and a sweatshirt. That's okay, too. Whatever makes your self-care regimen work for you, that's what we suggest. Yep. And some of these tips are not, like Josh said, they're not for everyone. So these are just a variety of ways that if you know something speaks to you like, oh, I should do that or that helps me. Those are ways that we just need to be mindful of what our body needs and then go about and continue to put that into our daily routine respecting your limits, be able to say no, it's okay to say no when you feel like your plate's too full, know kind of your boundaries and your limits. That way you don't get to that point where you're always stressed out, you're always in the go and you don't have time for yourself. Enjoying your day, finding things about your day that are positive. Every day you should look back on things that you've done that could be positive. We always are going to have bad moments and days. There are things we don't enjoy about our days, but we can always find something positive, something to take away from our day and that could also include writing in a journal. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's, it's easier to get thoughts out when you're writing them down. So instead of just thinking through that, actually taking that time to write things provides you with kind of some more quality alone time, but also something to look back on for those days that are extremely tough. You can look back on the day before and see, OK, there's these things about my day that were positive, these things I want to work on myself with taking care of animals. Josh and I both love our animals um, more than most people. (laughs) I feel like on some days. So taking care of animals is a great way to take care of developing self-care because those animals rely on you. They love you unconditionally. So it's always great to have animals around. They always lift my spirit. I know most people who have them feel the same way. And if you're not an animal lover, you still get a lot of (laughs) benefits from helping other people as well. So taking care of animals and helping other people really dovetail together quite well in this conversation. And also practicing gratitude, listing three things that you're grateful for every night before you go to bed is a great way to improve your mood almost immediately. And then we'd mentioned going outside, enjoy nature in some way. And then uh, another last suggestion would be listening to music. It's free. Crank up some tunes, turn on a radio here at Wolf Boom Radio. There's all kinds of great stations and a wide variety of music to listen to. So turn up your favorite station and get moving. 
So why should we be making these efforts to add these activities into our everyday life? What's the benefit of self-care? Well, self-care is going to have a tremendous impact on our lives because it helps us perform better at work and in our relationships. It helps us reduce stress that we're exposed to on a daily basis. It helps us feel more relaxed, confident, energetic, motivated. And self-care also has some pretty impressive long-term benefits to your mental health that it prevents burnout prevents anxiety attacks, protects from negativity. And then lastly, like we mentioned, it reduces your stress level. Self-care is really important, yes, bottom line. You know, we talk a lot about mental health, physical health, nutrition, obviously here on our podcast. And self-care is just one of those ways that you can provide that buffer, if you will, I think, around making sure that your mental health is a priority, making sure your physical health is a priority, making sure that you are eating right and making your body feel as good as it can be so it performs well for you. And that's kind of all about self-care. So I think every part of health really revolves around the time that you take to take care of yourself. I know, especially as we look at being in the workforce, having children, having families at home, Having a lot of other priorities in our life, it's really important that we take time to, to practice our own self-care to be the best version that we can be to present to the world. That's right, because it's not selfish to no. practice self-care. It's important to your family, to those that you care about, to your employer, and uh, to your friends and family. So take the time, take care of yourself, and you'll be better for it. Yes. So we hope that you try to implement some of these tips and we hope that you enjoyed a little bit about self-care. And now we are going to welcome Dr. Jane Wood, president of Bluffton University, to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We are so glad to have you. You would like to start by kind of introducing yourself to the listeners. Obviously, you're the president of Bluffton University, kind of what your role is and how you've gotten to that point in your career. And I guess, you know, how you are knowing Josh and I as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just how do we rope you into this? (laughs) Just a couple of things then. So I have been the president of Bluffton University for almost four years now. Time has gone so quickly. It seems amazing that it's been four years, but so many good things happening. So a little bit about me. I grew up in Northwest Missouri, almost exactly where Bluffton and Lima are in Ohio is where I grew up in Missouri. I met my husband in high school, so we are one of the few people that meet young and have been married for a very long time now. (laughs) We have two adult daughters, and we raised our family in Northwest Missouri, close to Kansas City, if people know where that is at. And when our younger daughter went off to college, then we said, okay, so now we can think about what's next for us in terms of being able to move about the country. Mm. And so I took a position in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I was the academic dean there at Mount Marty College. So I have spent my career in academia. I taught English literature for many, many years and then moved into administration about, gosh, it's almost 15 years ago now. And so I loved being an academic dean. I loved teaching. I thought, oh, I'll spend my life teaching. And then I felt the call to administration in terms of helping to organize things and giving people opportunities. And so one thing led to another and led me to Bluffton University. 
And I said when I interviewed for the position, and I would still say today, this is the most mission-driven organization that I have ever had the privilege to be a part of. This campus community cares about its students and their success in ways that I, I just simply haven't seen before. And so it's a real privilege to be here in Bluffton and Allen County and to get to know people and find ways in which we can partner and, and really help grow both of our communities. Yeah, that's exciting. And Activate Allen County is blessed to have you as our new president of our executive mm-hmm. council. So there's a lot of, of work that can be done to improve the health and well-being of mm-hmm. the residents, students here in our county. So we really thank you for your time and energies mm-hmm. giving back to Activate Allen County. So for those of the listeners out there that aren't familiar with what Bluffton University is, mm-hmm. kind of your mission values, what makes Bluffton special and what are those programs that you guys offer to the community? Oh, my goodness. So where do I start? <laughs> uh, yes, our, so our, our mission is to prepare students for life as well as vocation and ultimately for God's universal kingdom. And so that's our mission. That's, what, that's who we are. But where we plan to go, of course, is the vision. And our vision is recent, and I'm very excited about it. And it is that Bluffton University will become a leader in community-responsive academic programs and experiential learning that focus on well-being and emotional intelligence Our students will graduate as discerning thinkers with resilient hearts for social justice and advocacy. Wow. So the entire campus community, as well as outside folks, I believe the two of you were there when we did our visioning Mm -hmm. about how we really create a vision for the future that resonates both with the community, with our students, and in light of our mission. And so where we really saw a need was really in emotional intelligence and mental health and in the ways in which our graduates need to have both the content skills for their degree programs, but also that emotional intelligence that's really important. So our entire faculty and staff in the last year have been trained in emotional intelligence so they can provide that in the classroom. We have embedded it within our program. So for example, the Bluffton Blueprint, which is a recent part of our general education program that is defining emotional intelligence every single year. So all of our students take a Bluffton Blueprint course their freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. And so they're learning these skills and they're developing them very thoughtfully and carefully throughout those those four years. We are really putting together solid programs with the Bluffton Blueprint, with new degree programs. So sneak Mm. peek, we are going to be starting a master's in social work. And we're going to be rolling that out here in the next year. We have hired an executive director for that program, so that is well on its way. So we want to provide Allen County and the region with programs that also fit in with our mission and vision. We have a stellar social work program now. Well, thanks for breaking that news on our program. I think that's the first time we've ever got to uh, break news and make an announcement. (laughs) Yeah, so stay tuned. How exciting. That is exciting. That is exciting. You guys are doing great work. And if you are on campus, there's lots of construction happening as well. So what's happening in that regard? Oh, thank you for bringing that up. We are starting, well, we are in process with a new Knowlton Science Center building. So we are going to have state-of-the-art sciences and a building for our labs One of the things that's also very exciting is that we look at our nutrition and dietetics program, which is also one of our stellar programs, which is also going to a master's degree program. 
We look at that as also intricately involved with health and with science. And so we are looking at the science of food, the science of what you put into your body. So our nutrition and dietetics major will be in our new science center. And they will have a food lab so we can have community programs about how to cook, the best ways of creating nutrition in our communities and in our own individual bodies. And so all kinds of fun stuff and linking mind and body through food and through health. Well, how exciting. And so we're lucky to have some of those dietetic interns actually work with Activate Island County. And I know that Bluffton is very intentional about getting students out into the community, not just here in Allen County, not just in Bluffton, but throughout the world. So can Mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about how you're getting students involved throughout our region as well as throughout the world? Yeah, so we've always had a very strong advocacy piece to what we do here at Bluffton University. So we have sent students around the world and mission networks through, again, food and nutrition, through education cohorts. I would say the fact that we have a really strong teacher education program, and we are really known in our region for producing strong educators. We touch so many lives through our strong presence in the grade school, middle school, and high school students as well. But I would say specifically in Lima, our Bluffton Blueprint, which is, again, our stellar GE program, that starts out students' freshman year. We call that um, becoming a scholar, where they learn what it means to be a scholar. And we take our entire freshman class, their freshman year, down to the Great Smoky Mountains so that they can get to know each other and they can think through vocation. And there's a spiritual aspect to that, too. So because we're a faith-based institution, we encourage all students to be on a spiritual journey. We want to help them do that. We are invitational in that if a student comes in and says, you know, I'm a member of the Jewish community, we say, wonderful, how can we help you be the best member of the Jewish community that you can be, or a Muslim community? Whatever a student comes to Bluffton with, we want to encourage their spiritual path. If they don't have a spiritual path, then we're going to invite them to think about joining one. But we also say the first-year question is, who am I? So your freshman year, when you come in, we say, what are your strengths and weaknesses? So they do a strengths finder. We have a, a course called Designing Your Life with Stanford. University, where they really map out through design thinking, some options, some mapping for their life. And then they go down to the Great Smoky Mountains with the entire freshman class. They climb and do some hiking. So they're active. We want them to think about physical health. They climb mountains and, or well, we could say mountains in the Great Smoky (laughs) Mountains. So um, they do that. And then they, they do some reflecting and they do some bonding. So that's really important. Who am I their freshman year? Their second year, they all go, the entire sophomore class comes to Lima, and they do a mini internship in a nonprofit here. And we have some wonderful partners here. The the JDC is one of our partners. I believe Activate has had some um, interns here. But every one of our sophomore students will do a mini internship in Lima because we want them to think about who am I in community? Hmm. What does it mean to be a good member of community? How do I help? How do I support? How do I think about leading in community? So every student at Bluffton University, their sophomore year, will come to Lima. Their junior year then, and this goes back to mission, we ask them to think about who am I in the world? And they will go with a faculty member all over the world to do some service learning and to think about what it means to be a citizen of the world. So our students go to Guatemala. There's a trip to Germany to learn about the Holocaust and to understand how you overcome 
or think about and reflect on the past and trauma. Our students go to China. So they go all over the world with a faculty member to think about what does it mean to be a citizen of the world, not just in my region, although that's important, but also more broadly. And then because, again, we are a faith-based institution, that fourth year, we have been I, I, I. Now we're going to bring it back to we, and we're going to say, what then shall we do? And our students come together in a capstone course to solve for a world problem. Now, we hope they will find a solution to world hunger. We hope they will find the solution to peace. But the point here is that they really come together to think about something that's greater than themselves and how do they solve for problems. That's something employers have also said to us they really want is students who can think and who can learn to solve problems. So we really think the Bluffton Blueprint, which is a four-year integrated program, is really important to Lima. We think it's really important to the region and hopefully to the world. Yes, I think it's important for universities to be thinking about the entire person. We think we talk about health a lot, obviously, here mm-hmm. in our podcast about health being more than just what you're eating and mm-hmm. how active you are. You know, looking at mental, emotional, spiritual sides of that makes you a healthy person as mm-hmm. you enter the workforce, as you enter into mm-hmm. your career path, whatever that may be, that we want mm-hmm. our residents here to be as healthy, overall healthy mm-hmm. as they possibly can be, knowing what their future holds for them. And that's great that Bluffton University is so intentional in creating that. As you look beyond the four years and you look Mm -hmm. at five, 10 years from now, what is your vision for how Bluffton can continue to help shape Allen County and Lima? Yeah, so, so many opportunities. One of the things that I think is really important, again, is that physical health piece. And I really look to our nutrition and dietetics program to see how we can help Allen County grow. I know we have at Activate, we have lots of community gardening. And we are really looking to create more of those partnerships. So one of the exciting, fun things that our students are doing is an entrepreneurial activity called Bluffton Bread. So we have the Bluffton Bread Company. And what happened is we had a group of students who, who came to us and said, you know, we'd like to create bread and we'd like to market it. We'd like to, we'd like to learn how to do that. Again, back to this idea of students problem solving. We have a long history at Bluffton University with a professor named Howard Raid who created something called the slaw cutter. If you haven't heard about it, ask somebody who went to Bluffton and they will tell you about Dr. Raid and the importance of the slaw cutter. They created, it was like a a 10, kind of like a box cutter so you could cut a cabbage to make coleslaw. And this was really popular for many years. But what the students would tell you, it was being a part of that business and the process of creating, designing, making the product, marketing the product, sending it all over the United States. So being a part of that and understanding how something worked from beginning to end that was really important for them. And so that's what I think students would say about our Bluffton Bread Company is that they literally go and look for the best kind of organic flour that that they can bring in and they look for the the best price on yeast and they look to see where the, the, the ingredients were marketed. They want to be local. They want to be sustainable. All the way through then, our accounting students doing the QuickBooks to see, you know, are we making money? All the way through to where do we market it? And so we've had some local businesses who are interested in marketing our Bluffton bread. So I think our students, in terms of seeing this whole package and then having alumni say, wow, I sent this to my mom and it was fabulous and this Valentine's Day bread was great. So I think that is that is a really important way that we can serve the community. And we'll keep doing that. But I think even more importantly is the ways in which our degree programs really do branch out and make a difference. So a master's in social work that you can do here online so that we can really keep our students engaged in leading in Lima and in our region is going to be really important. So making sure that we have the most up-to-date degree programs that are needed here. 
And so, again, where I think this emotional intelligence piece is really important for us is, again, in our licensed social work, our master's degree in social work, nursing is really important for us, and how do we create emotional intelligence that's really important in nursing and healthcare. So the ways in which we can take our community responsive programs and overlay these really important emotional intelligent pieces to it, I think is a way in which we'll continue to partner and really make a difference in our region. Jane, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about three particular programs that you guys have going on at Bluffton right now. One of those is the Corporate and Education Partners Program. The second one would be your Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Program. And lastly, the Cultural Intelligence Program. Can you tell us a little bit more about those three initiatives? Sure, Josh. Thanks for uh, asking. So our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts at Bluffton University are really important to us. We're at about 22% underrepresented students. And so I'm making sure that students, staff, and faculty create a sense of belonging on our campus for all people is really important. And so one of the things that we're doing on campus is partnering with a group called Cultural Intelligence. They have a center from Michigan. And what they do is talk about how all of us can create more of a culture of belonging through an understanding of cultural intelligence. So all of our students, staff, and faculty are doing a semester-long training where they come in and really look at all facets of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and they talk about how they see the world, and we present them with different kinds of aspects of training, different ways in which if you are a member of an underrepresented group, or if you are somebody who identifies as LGBTQIA+, or you're somebody who says, you know what, I'm a first-gen college student. We want all of our students to feel like they belong and faculty and staff to be able to resonate with all of the places that our students come from and might identify with. And so, again, we are coming together as a community to make sure that we all have a sense of cultural belonging, and that is part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. We have a director of DEI, and that is Tyson Goins, and he has an office on campus. And so we would invite anybody in the community to reach out to Tyson or any of us on campus and learn more about our DEI efforts. Wow, that's great. I mean, I think it's really important for us all. I know part of Activate and our stakeholders are always looking at how we can continue to incorporate equity and inclusion into everything that we're doing mm -hmm. here on a community level in terms of our community health improvement plan. Mm -hmm. Can you also talk to us about the corporate mm -hmm. education partners as well? Yes. So this is an exciting new program that if people would like to partner with us, we will come in. It is absolutely free to the for-profit, non-profit education partners. We have about 16 partners right now. You can see those on our website, bluffton.edu. What this means is that we partner with you and absolutely, again, absolutely free to your employees to become a corporate partner and employees will get a 20% discount on all of our academic programs. So this is not stackable. So if you have a student who is coming in as an undergrad and going to live on campus, then obviously they would have to take one financial aid package or the other. But for employees at the institutions in Lima and in our region, we have, again, we have partners in, in Warsaw, Indiana. We have education partners in, in different places. They can come in and take our online programs at a 20% discount. So please let us know if you have interest in our corporate partners program and you can reach Shell be Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G-S at Bluffton.edu with any interest in corporate or education partners. Well, we're really lucky and blessed to have Bluffton University here in our community, really meeting the needs of the broader community and looking forward into the future. 
how can folks stay up to date with all things Bluffton? If they're an interested student in high school, how do they plan a visit and really just stay up to date with all things beavers? Oh, I love that. So, um, of course, you can go out to our website at www.bluffton.edu. We are only about 15 or 20 miles away from Lima, so we would invite you to come up to some of our games. We have really fun, great athletic events, too. We have Bluffton at the Arts. So anyway, if you go out to our website, you'll see those for athletics, one of the things, again, speaking of Activate and being physically active is many of our students, more than half of our students do play a sport. So one of the great things about playing a sport at a private liberal arts institution is that you can play a sport and lead a student organization and be a president's ambassador where you get to work with me, oh joy, more directly because we're able to combine the curricular and the co-curricular in ways that make it possible to still get your degree. So for example, our women basketball team is playing this Friday at Transylvania in the semifinals. So we have caravans of students going down. So for athletics, log on to bluffedandbeavers.com and follow along with all of the fun events there. And we do have an events calendar on our website. So we would really invite folks to come down and see us. Come see the construction on the Knowlton Science Center. It's really fun to watch that go up. Come and see all the new things that are happening and have a sense of our beautiful campus. Yeah, Bluffton's a great community. It's short uh, distance from anywhere here in Allen County. And as someone who grew up in Bluffton, I can't tout it enough. So mm-hmm. get out there, you know, explore your community, explore Bluffton University and the great community that is Bluffton. So Jane, thanks for coming on our program and joining us today and enlightening us about all the work that you guys are doing. Great. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. March is chock full of events, so let's get right into it. Obviously, concerts and shows are started back at the Civic Center. They have an ABBA-inspired show taking stage on March 16th. It's called Arrival from Sweden. And then Styx comes to Rock Lima on March 20th. So those are two great uh, events taking place right here in downtown Lima. We also have, I think, a pretty interesting activity happening at the Literacy Council. Have you ever been ghost hunting, Josh? I have not. (laughs) Well, if you are interested in doing that, that's coming up pretty quickly here on March 4th. There's multiple dates, I know, between March 4th and 19th. So you can check out the Ghost Hunting 101 at the Literacy Council. I believe tickets are on sale. So check that out if you are interested in hunting down some ghosts at the Literacy Council. Yeah, what a way to stay active, right? (laughs) Get out there moving around, chasing some ghosts, or maybe they'll be chasing uh, you. Increasing my blood pressure. (laughs) And then we also have a reunion skate at Edgewood Skate Arena. That's March 6th from 6 to 8.30. You can get admission, $4 for admission and $7 with skate rental. So that's the reunion skate at Edgewood. And something I'm excited about uh, hopefully taking part in is a Paint Your Pet on Canvas event out at Sycamore Winery in Columbus Grove. That takes place on March 9th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. And is a chance to be led on how to paint your pet. Art is an uh, important part of your overall health and well-being. So get out there and sign up for a great program. Do you bring your pet to that? Not that I'm aware okay. of, but that would make it a lot more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> curious on that. Are you painting our pets or are we just bringing a photo? And then we have the Lima Noon Optimist Club Community Expo. That was formerly the home show that's really popular around here. That's the weekend of March 11th. So this year's event will be back at the fairgrounds March 11th. Yeah, don't miss that one. And then Lima's Irish Parade returns oh, yes. on March 12th. This is big news. Yes. So that's coming back to downtown Lima. They'll start at St. Gerard's School and then take the parade route through downtown Lima. So mark your calendars, March 12th, the Irish Parade returns. Yes, I'm sure that's going to be very exciting to folks. And I'm sure there's many restaurants and other folks around here who are participating that weekend in fun Irish activities. Mm-hmm. So 
be on the lookout for all of those type of activities as well. And finally, the Chamber, the Real American Sunrise program happens the final Friday of most months. This is Friday, March 25th at 7 a.m. at the Civic Center. So if you are a Chamber member or want to be a Chamber member, you should check out that event. Yeah, it's a great way to learn about all the business activities and happenings here in uh, Lyman Allen County on a monthly basis. Find something healthy and fun to do. Allen County has so many things to offer. If you are struggling out there, we want to remind you there is local help. So please call the crisis line at 1-800-567-HOPE. That's 1-800-567-4673 or text 741-741 for the crisis line. We hope everyone is being safe, being active and finding great and fun things to do as we move through March. And we will see you all next month as we continue to promote all the fun activities happening here in Lima, Allen County, and also talk with a lot of our great community leaders and stakeholders. So until then, have a great day. Bye. Bye.